All right, welcome back. If you played last night and you had Christoph Porzingis and most of your lineups like yourself, raise your hand, pat yourself on the back. That's not your fault. Do not discourage yourself. Referees, you blew that call. If you don't know what I'm talking about, then you can just move on. You can go watch the highlights if you really want to, but we lost pretty much a whole second half of Christoph Porzingis, who was already in some sort of maybe foul trouble, not really, but for the most part, playing very well when he was out there and uh, probably abandoned us for about 20 fantasy points at least or so, right around there on average off the bench. But ladies and gentlemen, fellas, 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 welcome back to the channel. Today, we're going to have another playoff slate as we will for the whole first round, which depending on if these teams win in four or not, probably Milwaukee is going to pretty close to that based on what they're going to be at a spread today and just to complete disadvantage, especially if they're going to play their starters for more minutes. But we're going to have these four games late starting at 1.30 p.m. every single day. Big money up top, right? The playoffs are here first round pretty fun intense basketball with I mean teams just playing their starters for and their big players and their rotational players for the entire run as you would expect not no more regular season 10 11 sometimes 12 man rotations we're down to like a lot of teams just going with eight man rotations nine man rotations the ninth man getting like 12 minutes this is going to be very fun to watch you can feel secure about the minutes of your studs and that's going to lead to very high scores and if you can build a lineup correctly hitting on the value is going to be the most important part which is what I'm here to try and help you with today I've already projected out this slate to projections value rankings all that stuff as i am recording this right now is going to go up on patreon immediately after so by the time you're watching this you can go over check that out if you are a patron if not you can just sign up if you'd like to see the projections models rankings all that stuff for today being more informed leads to making more winning decisions so we have the injury and status dashboard the target often sheet and the early interest as we always do i would like to ask you before we just get on into this if you could hit the like button for the video big like button right there and the subscribe button that I'm editing in to pop up. But in the bottom right hand corner, if you could hit that, if you're watching on the YouTube version, that really does help a long way for this channel to reach more people in the DFS space and the fantasy space in general, whether it's football, golf, NBA, whatever it might be that I cover. So thank you so much in advance. Let's start off with the injury and status dashboard that is brought to us always by Superdraft. And Superdraft told me yesterday, they told me a while ago that this might happen during the NFL season, but apparently yesterday, the start of the week was when Superdraft changed their overall promotion. So now they're going to be going fully onto a few deposit money onto Superdraft, minimum of $10. You get a 50% deposit match up to $1,000. I'm not sure if it's a slow drip or a drip just right off the top. But let's just say, for example, you want to put in $25 into there, you're going to get about $12.5 back over some time in Superdraft. So 50% deposit match up to $1,000. Normally, these are only up to like $100, sometimes only $50. So it's good to see that the better offer that you're ever going to find anywhere over on DraftKings or FanDuel. So you can check it out if you want over there, multiplier format. I do have projections on Patreon, but either way, we'll talk about their stuff throughout the day. And again, they're contests are not filling, which is the most beneficial thing to have over there, especially if you play any type of DFS golf, or even if you just want to get in a spot where you can make money and just know a little bit about the sport. Golf only feels like 50 or 60% of the time. And I have a lot of content on that. Uh, P- NBA with these playoffs is usually filling up to the top. But again, if you have projections, it's going to help a lot. So super draft promo code SAL, S-A-L, gets you that 50% deposit match up to a thousand dollar Ruski starting off with Russell Westbrook right now from Houston. He's out. We've already known this. So he's going to be out. It's going to be the Harden show. You have Rivers, you have Gordon, you have House. If you just take off Russell Westbrook and Clint Capella, who got traded to the Atlanta Hawks midway through the season, a nice fantasy point per minute producer, you're going to have 698 minutes of James Harden on the court without Capella or Westbrook this season, averaging 1.93 fantasy points per minute. So James Harden becomes Giannis. That is pretty much what happens in a fantasy point per minute landscape. Giannis is averaging about 1.9 fantasy points per minute on the season as well. And unlike Giannis, who Giannis, even in the playoffs, he might only play like 33 to 34 minutes today. James Harden is probably going to play 38 to 40. 
40 minutes. I have James Harden at 39 minutes today. I have James Harden as the highest projected player in the slate. He's pushing 70 fantasy points in a projection today. It is a playoff game where I expect James Harden, who normally goes out there for 36 to 37 minutes, to now go out there for 38 to 39 to 40 minutes at this type of fantasy point per minute production, a 43% usage rate, a 46% assist percentage, and he even has a 20% rebounding rate. Yeah, Harden's triple-double upside is even up there today. So uh, very much so like Harden, you're going to get Gordon. Eric Gordon's still in the starting rotation. He was being limited to 20 to 25 minutes in his two games back in the bubble. I have him projected for 28 minutes, but if he is healthy, I would not be shocked to see a 30 plus number. Daniel House, Austin Rivers to an extent will also benefit from no Russell Westbrook. You could also just say the entire team will, right? PJ Tucker and Robert Covington's rebounding rates will definitely be impacted in a positive way when you don't have an extremely productive rebounding guard in Russell Westbrook out there. For Indiana, you're going to have TJ Warren questionable with a foot. He was missing a lot of the final games in the bubble. I guess they just didn't really want to push him because it's not the playoffs, but in the regular season, he missed some of those games. If he was to miss today, I don't really have interest in him either way at $8,000, but if he was to miss, Brogdon looks even better. Oladipo looks better. Justin Holiday probably picks up some more minutes at the four, maybe closer to 28 to 30 plus. And then Doug McDermott probably goes from the mid-teams to probably around the 20 to 25 minute range. You can say some more minutes get picked up from some other guys like Goga or Jakar Sampson off the bench. For the Lakers, they haven't had Rondo in a long time, but he's doubtful today. They at least put him on the injury report with a hand. So LBJ will take on more ball handling responsibilities. Alex Caruso will take on more ball handling responsibilities. They're going to tighten up the rotation anyway. So guys like KCP and Deion Waiters, like they'll probably also see some run. But like Waiters and, and, and Caruso, unlike the regular season of getting maybe 25 minutes in a game, uh, it's really hard to see that happening unless one of them is playing extremely well. Liabilities on defense and just in general, shot taking selection and being on the court, maybe more reliability from the scoring perspective. So I think they might both maybe see 20 minutes, but either of them not looking too great today. For Miami, Derek Jones Jr. is questionable with the neck. If he was to miss, you can just secure Crowder's minutes for 30 or 30 plus. Duncan Robinson right around there as well. Iguodala might see closer to 20 minutes instead of the low teens at that point. For Milwaukee, no major news. Ursan's going to be out. He hasn't been playing many minutes anyways. Marvin Williams, DJ Wilson. I don't even know if DJ Wilson will step on the court. Right now, I don't have him projected for any minutes, but it at least allows him to potentially see some run. Marvin Williams would be the guy that I say actually benefits there. Dort for OKC is going to be out with a knee injury. Dort being out means that you're probably going to have Diallo, Anderson, and Baisley getting more run. It's all guys off the bench in this second unit that not probably don't even hit 20 minutes of play or probably are right around 20 minutes of play and they have to just be really efficient to matter at that point for Orlando a couple of pieces here that are important you have Aaron Gordon who's questionable with a hamstring I'm projecting him in for a normal run we'll see though hamstrings can be tricky you have Terrence Ross Wes Wandu, James Ennis and, and Ken Birch would actually be the benefactories here I would say that Ross's upside would be the biggest help if there's no Aaron Gordon in terms of his ceiling James Ennis probably sees the biggest minute security that actually matters for DFS purposes in like the 28 minute range instead of like the low 20s oh Michael Carter Williams for Orlando he's doubtful with a foot so I guess he's not officially ruled out Markel Fultz it just secures 30 minutes DJ Augustine it makes me project him for around the mid 20s in minutes and it also gives me just a little bit more comfortability projecting Terrence Ross for like 26 to 28 minutes but Michael Carter Williams even if he was playing in this type of a game you might not even see much run out of him he's been playing consistently like 16 to 18 minutes a game for them this season but now that it's the playoffs they want to give Fultz more run they feel good about his offensive side of the ball which is not something you probably thought you would say a couple years back Augustine's experience in the playoffs especially so I don't know how much minutes Fultz was going to get anyways and then Portland this is huge for Portland they just don't have bodies they're gonna have to throw out there Wendell Gabriel who is definitely not the type of guy you want to be throwing out there in the playoffs um, not a lot of stature on him not a lot of experience at all but Zach Collins is out so Carmelo I mean 
he's going to have to play more minutes instead of the 35, maybe 37, 38. Wendell Gabriel is probably going to pick up those Zach Collins minutes because they don't want to give him to Mario Hazonia, but he's probably going to have to take some. Mario Hazonia, defensive liability, does not take good shots on offense, was taking just the worst shots in the final couple of games and in the play-in game in the regular season. So it's going to be a mess for Portland. Obviously, they're the team that everybody loves. They got into the playoffs. It built a narrative for the NBA to really sell the season, especially towards the end of it with Phoenix and Memphis and all these teams, right? And especially Portland getting in. But they just don't have the depth to go with this Lakers team, at least in my opinion. So whatever the series odds are on that, yeah, obviously the Lakers are big favorites, but they definitely deserve to be because there's no depth here. Um, Nurture's gonna have to stay on the court for like 35 minutes and he just can't at that point. He's gonna start to gas out. So that's where we're at right now with the injury and status dashboard. I mean, just things to keep an eye on. TJ Warren, Derek Jones Jr. and Aaron Gordon. I have them all projected in right now, but we'll just wait and see as the day goes on. 1.30 p.m. Eastern time is the first start to a game. Let's move over now to to the target offense sheet and I pull up the target offense sheet for you. The Vegas odds are all up and good for today. I'll blow it up a little bit for everybody watching at home on the YouTube video. So we got here at the target offense sheet right now. You can see that obviously no teams on a back-to-back right now. The highest total game is going to be the late night hammer between Portland and the Lakers. I mean, Portland has just been a track meet right now. Both of these teams are going to project out for about 103 possessions each. So their overall projected pace is going to be almost 104 each. So pretty fast-paced game. It's not even the fastest. It's actually the second slowest of these four games, but it still does come in with a 230 overall game total Lakers are five point favorites 117 and a half team total it's not the highest on the slate actually but it is the highest game total so should be a pretty good environment for some points here it's going to be good matchups for the guards of the Lakers so if indeed it's LeBron probably handling a lot of ball handling responsibilities that's going to be a very good spot it's the studs for the Lakers right I can even give Kuzma relatively big minutes but then it's splitting up the rest of those minutes between the J.R. Smiths of the world right the Caruso's the Dion Waiters the KCP's all these guys Danny Green 25 minutes of him at a cheap price pack like yes these these sketch wing values like we had some of them yesterday some hit right it took overtime for some of them to hit and some didn't <clears throat> guys who got in foul trouble like we're talking about with guys like Royce, Royce O'Neal those are the types of plays that we're looking at as potential value today and that's just disgusting but you just look up at the studs the Lakers we're going to talk about them Anthony Davis and LeBron they look fantastic today you're going to tell me that these guys are going to push for 40 minutes I have LeBron's projected for 40 minutes today you might think that that's bold but if this game stays competitive he's normally playing 36 37 minutes in competitive games in the regular season in the playoffs I can be damn sure that he's not going to check himself out in the final three minutes or the final minute and a half of half or the final two minutes of a basketball game, right? So yeah, I think that they're going to both look very good today. All the studs for the most part are going to look good today because you're going to get, obviously Harden's going to look fantastic with no rust. And I've projected for almost 70 fantasy points. Uh, Giannis, who his team actually has the highest team total today, but they are 12 point favorites. So if you were worried about a potential blowout, you almost had one yesterday in Toronto and the starters got pulled there with like two, three minutes left, but they were already out their spots that you need them to get to. Again, if you're losing one or two minutes from your starters in a playoff game because of a blow up there's a good chance that the guys you actually played already got there like Fred Van Vliet and like some of the Toronto Raptors yesterday Serge Ibaka OG Ananobi all those types of players but Milwaukee has a 118 and a half team total they look fine like Giannis I'm projecting for 33 minutes I'm not even projecting for potentially in a competitive game where he would probably play 35 plus minutes because in the regular season you're rarely getting him to go over 32 so he looks fine you're gonna get Middleton for a 35 to 36 minute performance Bledsoe hopefully and finally touches 30 minutes of play well he'll be very efficient over a 1.1 fantasy point per minute producer on the season all the guys in Milwaukee look fantastic as well and those pieces that we'll talk about on the early interest in a second but if you're looking for the fastest pace environment it's actually going to be this Milwaukee Orlando game even though Orlando
Orlando is one of the slowest paced teams in the slate, it's because Milwaukee is one of the fastest. So it's actually a pace up spot in a major way for Orlando. That's why you see their team total coming in at 106.5, even though they're such huge underdogs, it's still coming in as not the lowest on the slate. That would be Indiana today. So pieces on Orlando look interesting. It's like one and a half pieces look interesting, but maybe a spot to gather some lower ownership. I prefer the Milwaukee side in that one. The Miami and Indy game and the Houston and OKC game. These should be very good series. I'm actually looking forward to them a ton. You're going to get big minutes again out of all the studs and Jimmy Butler and Bam. Probably going to push for 35 to 36 minutes each on average with upside to those minutes. We have to wait and see on TJ Warren, but finally we'll get Victor Oladipo to be pushing 35 plus minutes. You were getting that out of Brogdon in a lot of competitive games in the regular season. So he has a higher minutes ceiling of like 37 to 38. Houston and OKC should be a fantastic series without Russell Westbrook. It's going to be a very fun one. Just a one point spread today. 113 team total for OKC. 112 for Houston. Pretty nice pace environment. Almost 105 possessions per team. Again, I do have the projections completely done today. So let's go over to the early interest where I use some of those projections on my other screen over here. You can get those projections as always linked down below on Patreon. Projections, top values. I'm looking at my top values filtered right now. Actually, two guys on Orlando are going to be in my top five values today. That doesn't always mean they're a guaranteed play for me. It just means that normally, and in this case, their price points are way too cheap for the probably probably 30 to 32 plus minutes and 34 minutes in one guy's case is going to play today to be in the 4k range it's making you very appealing so heading over to the early interest now and they're going to be sponsored today by monkey knife fight monkey knife fight proud sponsor of this channel for about six months now big fan of monkey knife fight and what they have over there building a huge platform i mean dominating getting into the sports spaces and, and partnering with a bunch of players and golfers like charlie hoffman and just some other teams in the nfl mlb pj all this stuff for the most part right they got all their monkey signs in the outfield of the brewers games these days where there's no fans just an innovative company and if you use the promo code sal nfl sal nfl you'll just get five free bucks you just get five free dollars to play on a prop bet over there today so if you want to take the over on james harden's points and assists or whatever it might be today those are the types of things you can do risk-free free with a five dollar bet you can parlay it to try and make it a little bit bigger of a payout when you're playing with the house money but if you indeed decide to deposit let's just say ten dollars over there you get that five dollars free you get a future ticket a contest to a future ticket so it's about like another five dollar value then you get my supreme draft guide for the nfl 2020 fantasy football season, which a lot of you I know are going to be drafting very soon because I'm going to be drafting very soon for the majority of my home leagues that I've been in for a while. I mean, the season starts three weeks from now. So it's in the next one to two to potentially three weeks if you're drafting right before the season. Probably pretty smart with the way that this offseason hasn't been going. Players potentially testing positive or opting out for the season, the main stuff I'm touching on. Be sure to check out the Supreme Draft Guide, but you can get it just added on to your deposit on Monkey Night Fight. Again, Sal NFL, $5, a ticket and the Supreme Draft Guide. Tons of stuff, the tiers, the player profiles, the top 150s, everything, your rankings to for you to draft with and just be more informed, which leads to more winning. So be sure to check that out. And we have here a decent amount of players. I have over 20 players listed on here for guys that I have early interest in. We're going to filter it by team. So it starts with James Harden. And there's nothing much more to say other than the guy has over a 40% usage rate, over a 45% assist percentage, a 20% defensive rebounding rate. And he's going to go for over 1.9 fantasy points per minute on average in today's situation. And he's going to play more minutes. So yes, $11,000, 700 is too cheap. 11,700. He should be a $12,500 player today. He's not, he's too cheap. Robert Covington today, he would probably be the next guy or the second player I would choose from this Houston team. Doesn't stand out in any major way compared to other players, but I do have him projected for 35 minutes today. That can easily be 36 to 37 in a competitive game. He's overall my 28th ranked player on the slate. So he's going to make a player pool for me, but you can pretty much see that it's it's hardened or die for the most part for Houston. From Indy, Malcolm Brogdon and Victor Oladipo, even projecting in TJ Warren. I love these guys. I have them both projected. Well, I have Oladipo projected for 35 minutes and Brogdon projected for 36 minutes. It makes Malcolm Brogdon looked very good. A borderline top 10 play for me today. And Victor Oladipo is still going to look pretty fine as well.
well. He's right around my 22nd overall play in the day. And keep in mind, some of these overall plays in the day, it's just value by point per dollar. So it's value rankings that I'm talking about here. Because if you're just trying to take guys that are projected for, let's just say, 18 fantasy points in the 3K range, they're going to pop up a little bit more. But my interest in them is definitely not as high. So when I say Brogdon is like a top 10 play right now for me, it really means that he's he's one of the best plays that's above like $5,000, if not the best. So if I'm looking at it right now, Brogdon comes in as my fourth best play above $5,500 today. He is at a price point of $6,800, going to project for about 1.15 fantasy points per minute for me. Oladipo's price tag or on Superdraft, 1.75x multiplier. That looks really good. Let me factor my projections just for a little sneak peek and see where that ranks overall. If I factor this just by Superdraft, Victor Oladipo is going to be a borderline top eight play on Superdraft today. That makes sense because that's just way too high of a multiplier. Harding gets to 1x multiplier in Superdraft, but he still looks very good over there since I have him projected for almost 70 fantasy points today. So going down the board a little bit more. Danny Green I have on here from the Lakers. So we'll talk about the Lakers, guys. We'll start with the two studs, LeBron and AD. Look, I'm projecting them for huge minutes. I'm projecting for LeBron for damn near 40 minutes today. I got him at like 38 or 39. I have AD at 37. When they're both going to average for me about 1.45 to 1.5 fantasy points per minute, according to NBAWowie.com, a free tool that you can use. That's going to be hard to ignore, especially when they're similar price points. Right now, I have interest in both of them. I'm going to have, if you're talking on Superdraft, more interest in Anthony Davis, who has a 1.1x multiplier. You get 10% extra points on his points, whereas LeBron only has a 5% extra points on his points. But if I'm looking at it right now, overall, I prefer the other studs on this slate, Harden being one and kind of the obvious, Giannis being another one. Then after that, I would slightly prefer Anthony Davis over LeBron James. I think the matchup for him is a little bit better. I don't think there's anything major here. LeBron can go triple double upside, but I think the matchup for Davis is a little bit better. But when I'm talking about this, I have them separated by two spots in my rankings. I have Anthony Davis right now, 18th overall, and I have LeBron 20th overall. So it's pretty much a coin flip as you're going to see because of the price points. Davis jumps up a little bit higher when we're talking about super draft, actually a decent amount higher because he gets those extra 5% points. So if it's super draft, go Anthony Davis. If you're playing over on DraftKings or FanDuel, I would just get shares of both of them. I slightly lean Anthony Davis. And then Danny Green's 3,200. And this is the sketchy wing value that I'm talking about. We had a decent amount of the sketchy wing value yesterday. Some of it wasn't sketchy, like Royce O'Neal, their price points, OG and Anobi. I thought they were fine, right? These types of guys, you had guys like Royce O'Neal just get in foul trouble. OG and Anobi gets us there. He plays fine. You have guys like Joe Harris easily getting us there. He was a big part of his team. So like the wing value was actually fine yesterday. Danny Green is one of those players today that you're going to look at and go $3,200. He's going to play 25 minutes. There's a really good chance he can get me 12 fantasy points, but he can also, if he hits some couple of shots, get me 25 fantasy points. So he's just on here to call out that sketchy wing value. I'm not really thrilled with it, but I'll probably have some of it. And going to Miami, I, I like a lot of Miami today. So I have Butler and Bam projected for about 36 minutes a piece. It makes right now Butler look like a top 10 play for me on the day. He's my third best play right now above $7,000, or he's my third best play pretty much above $5,000. So like any price point for the most part, only Giannis and Harden grade out as a little bit of better plays. So Butler looks pretty good today. In his extended run of 36 minutes or so, I haven't projected for over 1.2 fantasy points per minute. For Bam, not going to look as good, but still going to look pretty damn good. He's a top 15 play for me today, having projected for right around 1.2 fantasy points per minute. And finally, like we saw at some points in the regular season, there was a stretch where Bam was seeing about 35 or 36 minutes a game. They toned that back a little bit to like the 32 to 33 minute range. Now we're going to get Bam to go back up to that where he was consistently hitting like a 45 to 55 fantasy point performance days. He was pushing triple doubles some days. So Bam looks fine here. The two studs for Miami both graded out as top 15 plays for me. I lean to get the Jimmy Butler. Jay Crowder's just cheap, right? And I don't even think he's risky value. He's going to play a lot of the four. I assume Jay Crowder plays a lot more time now that it's the playoffs than Kelly Olynyk. I think they trust him a little bit more out there. I think they like him a little bit more than Kelly Olynyk. I think Olynyk got extended run just because it was the end of the regular season and they wanted to see what they had. He played fine. He's always been a very good offensive player for fantasy purposes, but maybe not so much with him starting at the five and then having Bam at the four is not the matchup that they're really
really going to be looking for. We'll see though what the starters look like today, but I think Crowder at $3,900, even if he wasn't to get the extended run that I think he does, even if he plays 25 to 26 minutes, that's still a fair price tag for him. And then you look at the last final guy in Goran Dragic, just way too cheap at $4,400. There's going to be a couple of guards today in the 4K range, a couple of guys from Orlando, but then Goran Dragic is the next one. He looks like one of the best value plays in the slate right now. $4,400 for a guy at worst. I haven't projected for 28 minutes. That's probably an at worst number, barring any foul trouble or injury, for how much he's going to be out there today. There's a good chance he could play 33 to 34 minutes today, and I would not be shocked. But 28 minutes, maybe 26 is his bottom floor, but 28 minutes if he stays healthy and out of foul trouble at $4,400 for a guy right now who is averaging about a fantasy point per minute. It's just really hard to ignore, in my opinion. We go to Milwaukee, where I think a lot of Milwaukee and a lot of Orlando honestly looks appealing from a DFS perspective today. Giannis right now is a play that I like a lot. He's right up there with a guy in James Harden for guys I'm looking at. It's because he has a $1,200 cheaper price tag, because right now I have Harden projected for about six and a half more fantasy points than Giannis, but Giannis is $1,200 cheaper. So Giannis is actually right now on this slate, my fifth overall play. Harden's my sixth overall play. Because of the overall points upside, I probably get some more Harden if I'm just projecting it out. And if we want to add some human intuition into it, a 12-point spread, there's just a higher chance compared to a one-point spread that Giannis doesn't play his full run, where Harden's probably going to get his full run and then some. But they both look like fine options today. Chris Middleton looks like a fine option if you give him 35 or even 36 minutes. He grades out as a top 20 play for me today at a 1.2 fantasy point per minute production overall in the season. Has been playing very well since the bubble has started. He just missed out on like a, I think it was a 90-50-40 season with the 50% three-point shooting. He was at like 49.4-49.7% in the final game of the bubble and they didn't play him in the second half. So I don't think he really cares, but just a fun fact for you out there. And then just lastly, Brooke Lopez and Eric Bledsoe. Bledsoe is 5,400, and if he actually plays 30 minutes today, this is a guy who averages like 1.15 fantasy points per minute. He rebounds, he assists, he scores, he does all of it. He's kind of the triple threat upside guy if he didn't have a Giannis or a Chris Middleton ahead of him on a team. And then Brooke Lopez is in the 4K range. Honestly, he, he just looks good from a point per dollar value. Like Brooke Lopez is grading out very good for me. He's my 10th overall play in the slate for a guy who averages close to a fantasy point per minute in a matchup where he's not going to be going up against just Vooch in the paint. This is Brooke Lopez who reinvented his shot and became one of the best three-point shooters in the league as a big man. So yeah, Brooke Lopez is a guy that at $4,700 I like. Not too thrilled with it on Superdraft. I mean, I haven't projected for 5.79x value today. I haven't projected at 27.19 fantasy points, but on Superdraft, there's really no interest. He wouldn't be something I'm touching. Okay, see today, the guards look really good. Chris Paul, I gave 34 minutes. I might've actually given Chris Paul 35. He's normally a guy who plays 32 to 33. So giving him the bump for the playoff run there. Chris Paul is somebody right now that I gave 35 minutes to today. So that's going to look good as a guy who produces and was producing in the bubble over 1.2 fantasy points per minute. I like that. I I gave SGA his running mate alongside of him, I believe 38 minutes today. SGA consistently plays 35 to 36. So his bump gets him to 38 in my model. That looks pretty good overall. I think I prefer right now, if I had to choose one of them, actually going to Chris Paul, who's going to come in about $800 more expensive. I have Paul right now overall as a top 15 play. I do have SGA as my 20th play. So they're both very good. I would side with Chris Paul. Then a shooter at $6,100 though, if I give him 32 minutes today, he looks just like Chris Paul. He's one spot below Chris Paul in my model. He's a guy who produces very good in a fantasy point per minute perspective, about one fantasy point per minute. He's now re-entered the bubble. Just get word that he's definitely playing today, but we saw him playing at the end of the regular season. So he looks fine. And now you get to Orlando where there's a lot of value in my opinion. Markel Fultz and Evan Fournier are two of my top five values in the slate. Markel Fultz looks a lot like Goran Dragic today, but right now my projection is a little bit better because of the fact that he's $200 cheaper. But you're getting Markel Fultz with likely no Michael Carter-Williams, and he's probably going to push for 30 minutes of play. They've been playing him a ton. As long as he's starting, even if he's not starting, he didn't start in some of the bubble games. It was Augustine, and then Fultz was still playing 28 to 30 minutes off of the bench 
bench. So I have him projected right now for 27 and a half fantasy points in about 30 minutes of play. That becomes my number one value on the on the slate. So if you're going to be getting a starting point guard or just a point guard off the bench who plays even 25 plus minutes at $4,200 with a high usage rate or relatively high usage rate, it's going to be hard to ignore. But Fultz is my number one play on the day right now. As of right now, from a value perspective, I assume ownership follows that. Drogix is number two and Evan Fournier would be number three. Evan Fournier is just too cheap. This guy was definitely going out there and playing 30 plus minutes barring foul trouble. It is a tough matchup without question, but it's going to be even better if there's no Aaron Gordon, who is questionable with that hamstring, the tricky hamstring injury. Evan Fournier has struggled in the bubble, but on the season, he's about a 0.9 fantasy point per minute producer. In some splits, when there's like no Isaac and potentially no Gordon, he gets closer to a one fantasy point per minute producer. He's one of the highest usage rate players on this team. He might come in today as the highest usage rate player. It's just been struggling since the bubble has started, but now he's priced for it at $4,900 and he grades out for almost 29 and a half fantasy points for me today. And then after that, Aaron Gordon looks like a meh guy. Aaron Gordon would be like my fourth option from this team. I don't have any interest in Booch at his price tag. I'm just not getting there. There's much better options uh, rather than paying at that $8,800 tag. That probably does make Vooch go a little bit lower on, but this is the highest tag that we've seen on him in a while. And now it's a situation where he probably has a tougher matchup just in general for his skill set. And then finally, Terrence Ross has an upside and a ceiling to him that probably goes lower on than guys like Fournier, Markel Fultz on his team. So always keep in mind, like if you're playing cash, yeah, Fultz, Drogic, Evan Fournier, these guys look fantastic. If you're playing GPPs, you can't just play every single guy who's 40 to 50% on tonight, right? That's not going to be how you win. You're not going to differentiate. You're never going to move points when guys start to go off. So you have to get different within your lineup somehow. But these are about 25 or so guys, 24 or so guys that I think are appealing early on. Again, these will be updated and my final interest will be over on Patreon later today, as long as with some of my golf content over there. So if you want to support over on Patreon, be sure to do so. You can also support some of the sponsors and thank you to the sponsors of the show. Superdraft promo code Sal gets you a 50% deposit match up to $1,000 and Monkey Knife Fight promo code Sal NFL gets you five free dollar rooskies. If you have the deposit $10 minimum. You'll get an extra ticket for a contest and my Supreme Draft Guide. Thank you so much for tuning into this video. I really do appreciate all of you. All the information we talked about in today's video for any type of promotions or anything else is going to be linked down below in the description. Like button before you go, gang. Have a great rest of your day. Basketball starts at 1.30 p.m. East Coast time. I can't even imagine being on the West Coast. 10.30, you get up, you do some of your work. Maybe you're at the office even, and you just have a lovely day of full-on basketball and your headphones watching it on your other screen. It sounds fantastic in my opinion. Thanks so much for tuning in. Subscribe before you go, and I will see you in the next one.